0: Hello and welcome to On the Board. I'm Mike Fast. On episode 4, we discuss the state of the NFL quarterbacks, the leaders of the franchises, and I place them into tiers. We also discuss which division has the best collection of quarterbacks. Yesterday, Sunday the 28th, we found out Cam Newton... Is going to be a New England Patriot. Cam Newton, former NFL MVP, runner-up in Super Bowl 50, collegiate national champion, has obviously accomplished a great deal at what is still a young age. So it was a bit perplexing to many people, myself included, as to why he was out of work for so long. But he signs with the Patriots on a one-year deal, mostly paid by incentives. I believe his base salary is the minimum for veterans. But he signs with the Patriots. Now, what we need to know right off the bat is that while his resume versus Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer's, the other two guys currently on the roster of the Patriots, while Cam's resume is better than both of theirs combined, that doesn't guarantee him a starting spot, especially in a Bill Belichick team where he only cares about the team. Now, if there were odds assigned to who's going to start, and I'm sure someplace they are, I would favor Cam, but it's not a lock. I think he can and I think he will be their starter eventually. But for right now, it's not as easy as saying, well, he's a former NFL MVP, so he's guaranteed to start. The Patriots are a team that are are undergoing a lot of changes. And it's not something you want to do if you're Bill Belichick or Robert Kraft and say, well, we have Cam Newton now. So he's definitely going in as a starter because you don't know how that's going to play. It might work, but it might be forcing it. We we, we just don't know. It's too early to tell. But I think it's a good move on their part because from a financial standpoint, if it turns out that he doesn't work, their loss is going to be mitigated. But if it does work, they got a steal, an absolute steal. And don't forget, Cam Newton is really motivated. He is as motivated a player as there is right now, because he was with his only team he'd ever been with in Carolina, and they said, thanks, but no thanks. You know, Depending on how you want to look at it, they didn't want him back. And so with Newton having a new team, that made me think, where do all the other quarterbacks rank? I mean, we know that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are going to be at the top of anybody's wish list. But what about everybody else? On the surface, ask yourself this. On the surface, how many if you had to place quarterbacks in tiers, who how many would be in the first tier? I would think not many, because if you're really talking about the best of the best, by definition, there can't be that many. And then obviously, as you go down there are more and more. But for right now, I placed the quarterbacks into six tiers. Tier 1 being legitimate MVP candidates in their prime. No question about their talent. You don't have to equivocate. There's just no doubt what you're getting with this player. And for most of them, they're probably going to improve from here. Tier 2, Pro Bowl caliber. Top 10 type quarterbacks, meaning... If you were making up a team and you were in charge of a team in the NFL and you could draft any quarterback, the people in this category would probably fall among the top 10. They may not be MVP candidates, but they're right below that. Tier three very good players, franchise quarterbacks, unquestioned starters, guys who. Whether they're pretty young and just starting out and have shown a lot of signs, or they've been in the league for a while, maybe have had some injuries, but they're still playing at a high level, and they're not far removed from the high level at which we've seen them play. Whether that be a Super Bowl, consecutive Pro Bowls, what have you. These guys, if I'm a coach, I feel very confident in our team's chance to win any game no matter who we play against. And then Tier 4 is our most crowded, I'd say. These guys are guys who are starters. They're pretty good players. There may be some questions about a long-term return on investment, and they either have or will get soon big-time contracts because they've played at a solid level, and quarterbacks – Get the most money per player. So, the way the market is, even if you have a quote unquote marginal quarterback, you have to pay him over what you think he's worth because that's what the market dictates. Now, I suppose you couldn't pay him if you really didn't want to, if you really said, Well, he's asking for 30 million, but we think he's worth. 22.5 22.5 per year, well, then you're going to lose out on a starting quarterback. And even if he's marginal, that's a big risk because quarterback is the most important position. I mean, you see teams every year reaching the draft and reaching free agency because even getting a player who may be the 16th or 18th best starter in the league is so important. Tier 5 not many guys in that. Maybe they're probably best suited as a backup at least right now, but they've had some starting experience and we just don't know who they are in terms of their long-term profile. They have some traits but they're not quite developed yet and if I'm a coach, I'm not quite confident in our team's ability to be able to win every game not saying we would go undefeated if we had someone else but just that feeling that we can compete today we can have a chance to win with these guys maybe you're looking at it as having an uphill battle and then tier six the last tier is just i wrote unknown meaning we don't know who these guys are going to be as pros because spoiler alert these three guys are rookies but I I do rank them, and I think they'll all be very good at some point, but it's just not right to put Joe Burrow, for example, as the 12th best quarterback if that's what I think or that's what you think he will be. Well, we're talking about right now. So we have six tiers for the 32 NFL starting quarterbacks right now. Here we go. Tier 1, legit MVP candidates in their prime, Patrick Mahomes, number 1. I think there's no question about it. The defending, Super Bowl MVP. He can really do anything from an athletic standpoint, but also you see him for every game. He has tremendous composure. He's very cerebral with how he gets his players to perform. He's passionate. The fans love him. The the fan PR angle is not something that you place a ton of weight on but it is a factor because if you're talking about a franchise quarterback you need someone who is that type of leader off the field as well because who's your audience the fans and companies in your market if he has a face or an attitude or both that plays to the interests of those parties that means Better return on investment for you. So that's a guy you want to keep around. And oh, by the way, he's going to win you a lot of football games. Lamar Jackson, number two, defending NFL MVP. I mean, you can just go on and on about all the stats he racked up and all the records he broke last year. And really, just his first full year of football. I mean, to win an MVP in a year and a half of football is really remarkable. And you know he's nowhere close to being a finished product. So if he's a stock, I'm investing in him. Russell Wilson's number three on my list. He's a bit older than these other guys, but still playing at a very high level. I still don't know how he does it. He plays every week against very tough teams. The NFC West is a very tough division, especially with regards to defense. And... He's had Doug Baldwin, he has now DK Metcalf, he's had pretty good running backs, but compared to the other top-tier quarterbacks, he hasn't had the supporting cast that they've had. Yet, he's still played at a high level. So that shows me leadership, that shows me determination, that shows me resourcefulness. That shows me that no matter what is thrown his way, he's already made up his mind he will perform. And that checks every box for me as a front office exec, as a coach, as a fan, as a fellow player. You want to raise your level of performance when you're around a guy like that. Well worth the investment for the Seahawks. And then the last person in this first tier is Deshaun Watson, similar to Russell Wilson. Yes, he has had pass catchers, but he seems to be fighting for his life more than he should. When he's on the football field and he is one of the smarter guys that i've seen and i've studied he is one of those guys who is kind of like joe flacco in that you may not see him be demonstrative but there i'm sure you talk to people around him there's no questioning his competitive fire just because he doesn't scream eel, like for example philip rivers does That doesn't mean he doesn't care about the game. That's just his personality. So what if that's his personality? If he wins you football games and and he leads your players well, that's what matters. I think he could be an MVP candidate if not for the other top players, two of which are in his own conference. Tier 2, Pro Bowl caliber type guys who are probably top 10 quarterbacks, if you ask most people. They, for whatever reason, maybe they've had an injury, they're getting a bit older, or... A mixture of the two. So they may not be in the MVP candidate race for 2020, but there's no questioning. They're still playing at a very high level. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, and Drew Brees. Tom Brady is with the Buccaneers now, and he has a lot of weapons, plays in a winnable division, and all things considered, Honestly, he's earned the right to be in this discussion. Like we said with Russell Wilson, he's had Randy Moss, he's had Wes Welker, he has had Rob Gronkowski. He's actually had better targets than Russell has had. But, but on the span of his 20 years with the Patriots, and let's be honest, he's made a lot happen for that team. It may take a couple of weeks to get adjusted, but I think he's going to be just fine in Tampa. We go to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I mean, we really don't need to spend a lot of time on him. If I have to convince you that he's the top 10 quarterback, then you may need to rethink some things. Aaron Rodgers has basically done it all. Yet, for some reason, people still want to place him outside the top 10, or they, they don't think he can keep doing it, or he's he's losing a step. Or I, I mean, I don't know what player you're watching. But I guarantee you, he's playing hurt more than we know. And he's making more adjustments, and there's more on his plate than we know. Look, he had a brand new head coach last year, and they almost went to the Super Bowl. You don't think he had a lot to do with that? Again, quarterback isn't just throwing the ball. It's so much more. You have to be the leader when no one else can or wants to be. And then finally, the last two, Carson Wentz and Drew Brees, different kinds of players, but very, very solid players, very good players still. They could definitely make the Pro Bowl. They have that talent. They have the weapons around them. They have the coaching staff continuity in place. All systems are a go for them. Again, I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about their abilities in the NFL. Tier 3. Now we get to a bit of a drop-off. I mean, it's not big, but these guys are still franchise quarterbacks, the unquestioned starters, but they may not have everything together from the standpoint of health or future certainty with that team, or perhaps they're new players. And we've seen a Decent amount. We have a very good feeling that they will produce long term, but we're not quite sold on them yet. First player on my list for Tier 3 is Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Look, I was very skeptical of him coming out of Oklahoma. He said he was thinking about playing professional baseball, but then he decided on football. And so I wasn't sure where his head was at, but he definitely proved me wrong. I saw him in person week two last year against the Ravens. And the Ravens won that game, but it was not a blowout. And the Ravens won that game, but it was close. He was cutting them up. He had a lot of chunk plays against them. And if he can do that, in Baltimore, a team that ultimately went 14-2, In front of a crowd that was unrelenting, that was big time. And I think with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach, that's a tremendous pairing. And he's only going to get better from here. Next up is Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger. All these guys have been in the league a while, have either been to the playoffs, been to a Super Bowl won a Super Bowl in Ben's case, two actually, but either they've had injuries or they're getting older or both. Again, these guys play different styles. Stafford, if you need him to, he can throw it 50 times a game. Matt Ryan can do that as well, but he's a very good manager of game tempo and of what goes on and strategizing what to do when. It helps he has Julio Jones, for sure. But he's still a very good player. Definitely top half in the league. And then Ben Roethlisberger coming off a big injury. But as much as I don't want to say it, you can't just write him off yet. He's done too much in this league to place him in the second half of starting quarterbacks. His supporting cast, obviously, without Antonio Brown now, without Le'Veon Bell, which they were without him last year, but still, he is, I I would have to think, still adjusting to life without those two, because up until that point, he'd had a Heinz Ward, he'd had an Emmanuel Sanders, he's had a Heath Miller, he'd had guys that he could absolutely depend on. Now coming back. Healthy, he's going to have options, but they're going to be much different than he's used to. So, of course, he's a seasoned pro. He knows what to do in those situations, but can he transfer his knowledge and execute it physically? That's my only question right now. Still the unquestioned starter, still the franchise quarterback. And again, he's one of those guys that if I had him on my team, I'd be confident we could win every game we go into. Next is Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Philip Rivers. These guys, especially Allen, are not quite what they could be or in Rivers' case what he was, but they're still playing at a high level. They have a lot going for them in terms of their support and cast. I mean, Philip Rivers playing behind that offensive line. Dak as well with his running back too. And then Josh Allen, you know, getting Stephon Diggs, one of, one of the most underrated signings in recent memory. I mean, he's going to be in good shape. Buffalo could definitely win that division. I mean, they were competing for first round by in the AFC late until last season. And now you add more experience to Josh Allen and he's going to get worse? No way. So I consider those guys, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Philip Rivers, in my tier three. Very good franchise quarterbacks, young question starters. May not be the absolute best of the best, but pretty good. The next tier is where it gets pretty crowded. These are guys who I would want on my team. They are not bad players by any stretch. However, while they are starters, they either are overpaid because of the market and the necessity for a starting quarterback, or you have questions about can they duplicate recent success and or can they produce outside of an environment in which they had been insulated with talent. And again, when you're talking quarterback, we have to raise the standard of what we're looking for because we're gonna raise the rate of what we're paying them. So our standard has to be commensurate with their performance level of comparable players. So these guys, I'm just gonna list them off here: Derek Carr, Cam Newton. Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater, and Kirk Cousins. All these guys, definite starters. uh, No question about it in my mind. Cam Newton being the only exception, he's new to his team. Again, I think he will start. So that's why I'm putting him here over Jared Stidham. But these guys, uh, again, we talk about long-term ROI or return on investment. There's more of an unknown with these guys than there is with the guys we previously listed. Derek Carr has played well. Jared Goff has played well. Jimmy Garoppolo's paid well. Well, he is paid well, and he has played well, obviously getting his team to Super Bowl 54 last year. Ryan Tannehill as well. Kirk Cousins too. And all of those guys got massive contracts. But are they worth it, or was it more matter of what the QB market was set at? I mean, if we're honest, that probably has a lot to do with it. And then you look at Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Teddy Bridgewater. Those guys are a little bit more of an unknown. Now, Bridgewater's obviously been in the league longer than Darnold and Mayfield, but Bridgewater now with a new team, the Panthers, Darnold and Baker, another year with their current teams. So everything looks like it should be trending upward for those guys. But again, we need to keep this in mind. Baker Mayfield, for example. You may have an opinion on him that's different than five other people you'll talk to. But the fact is, he's a talented NFL quarterback. You surround him with talent, as the Browns have done. That only increases the expectation. Will he live up to it? We will see. But as we're coming up on a second contract, which for him and some of these other guys, which is traditionally the one where players get paid the most, it's not just a matter of being a good NFL quarterback. That's the bare minimum of what teams are looking for. You need to be a game changer because, think about it, in the NFL, most games are really close. Most games are decided by a possession. At least it does seem that way. So when you're tired and you're exhausted and you're beat up and your brain's rattled, do you have the mental and physical capacity to persevere and make that play whether it's you making the play whether it's putting your teammate in a position through your leadership or setting up your field goal kicker to make the game winning kick whatever it is do you have that in you i mean if we're honest a lot of these guys they've shown it but have they shown it consistently enough that's the question again not saying they can't it's just the fact that it's a question makes me put them in this tier Look, you can be Cam Newton with all the talent in the world, and I'm not wishing harm on him, and just Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever you want to say. Being quarterback is unique for many reasons, one of which is that it doesn't just depend on your talent because you're competing against another team. If it was a skills competition or a written test, that would be one thing. But just because you are a very good quarterback, you've done a lot of good things in your past, doesn't mean you get a head start in these games. You have to earn it every week. And that grind really shows what you're made of. Tier five, we got a couple of guys in this category, and I again I've listed this as maybe best as a quarterback. Mitch Trubisky and Gardner Minshew. Nothing against these guys. I just if I'm a coach, I haven't seen enough yet to make me want to start them. You know, we we keep going back to that question of if player X was your quarterback, would you be confident that going into any game you had a good chance to win? You don't have to have a Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson to say yes to that question. You could say yes to that question if you had a Dak Prescott or a Josh Allen or, you know, Drew Brees or whoever. Even guys in Tier 4, you could say that. So Tier 5, they're just probably... Best as backups. Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. Again, not saying they can't be good starters, or so just haven't seen them from them yet. And we keep going back to that question of, if player X was your quarterback, would you be confident that they could help you win any game you played? Can a Mitch Trubisky or Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones, can you go into every game you're playing with them confident That they will help you win. I mean, maybe. Maybe they can down the road. But for right now, I don't think so. At least not in my opinion. And then finally, we have this last tier, Tier 6. Which is not so much of a ranking, but just what we call an unknown. These are all the rookies that are slated to start. That we just don't know how they're going to play out. We think they're going to be good. But I've ranked them Tua Tagovailoa with the Dolphins, Joe Burrow with the Bengals, and Justin Herbert with the L.A. Chargers. We think these guys are all going to be very good. But we just don't know. It wouldn't be right for us to rank them right now because they haven't played an NFL down. So Joe Burrow, for example, number one overall pick. We think he's going to be very good. Probably not the best team with the Bengals. But he's so good, and they had high draft picks, and they should be able to at least compete in games. I mean, we don't know. You could say, well, he's number one pick. He's very talented in college. So that automatically puts him right around the 20s, 20, low 20s. And then our recent memory of him was that he was setting all-time records, won a national championship. So in our minds, his arrow is going up. So we put him into the high teens, maybe. But if you think that way, what you need to remember is that arrow, that stock, so to speak, resets as you go into the NFL. So I'm not ranking those guys right now, other than putting them in their own tier. Just being, We just don't know how they're going to be. So I would love to hear what you have to think, where you agree or disagree. Maybe you might change some things. Lamar Jackson had a pretty good game, all things considered, against the Titans but his receivers drop passes. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of times quarterbacks put the ball right on the receiver's hands and the receiver drops it. Sometimes the line doesn't block well. Sometimes you make the right call or you make the call that the coach makes, but the coach makes a mistake. But that goes on the quarterback. So you can't just look at stats. But all these guys, you know, you don't start in the NFL if you're a bad player. You may be able to think they're bad because in comparison to the very best, they don't match up. But they're not. (laughs) Believe me, there's no bad player on this list. But before we go, I did want to quickly tell you who I think had the best division in terms of quarterbacks. And when you look around the league, assuming these guys are going to start the guys that we have in place here, I have to think it's between the NFC West and the AFC North. So let's go down the list. You have two MVP candidates, to Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. We canceled those off. Kyler Murray, Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously way different players, both in size and style. But both pretty effective. Assuming Ben's healthy, I'll give him the slight edge. Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. Again, probably Joe Burrow. I give the slight edge too. Just we're talking longevity. Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think it's clear that the Browns asked Baker to do more than the 49ers asked Garoppolo to do, but I think they're pretty even. So, I mean, that's up to you. I, I, I'd i say slight edge to the AFC North, but the NFC West is right there with them. Coincidentally, they played each other last year, and just so happens that uh, Lamar Jackson and those boys from Baltimore were 4-0 against the NFC West. Just wanted to throw that in there. I wanted to finally thank you again for listening. I want to encourage you to subscribe, rate, and comment, share this on any of your preferred platforms. And again, let me know what you think. Where was I right? Where was I wrong? I appreciate all the feedback, and I appreciate you listening to this episode of On The Board.